Hi there, and welcome to the ATS Podcast with me, Will Brown, and John Salisbury, where we break down chunks of health and fitness information into bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. Uh, today we are on episode 30, and our topic for today is uh, BMI, Body Mass Index, uh, useful or terrible? Yeah, so um, I think my opinion of this definitely changed over the, like, whatever it is, eight, ten years of kind of coaching people now. At the start, it was definitely like the stupidest thing going around, like totally irrelevant for most people um, and doesn't really work. Um, and now much more in the bracket of it is a piece of data that can be used. In general, it's used for like kind of mass populations and you can obviously find like issues with it, with any sort of, um, as with pretty much any, any set of data, like the one as I was looking up today, it's like, Someone was saying BMI is terrible because an Olympic athlete like has a BMI of like 32. And it's like pretty much any data set that is made for normies gets totally thrown out the window by Olympic athletes. Yeah, they are they are literally the end of the bell curve people. They are yeah. the anomalies in, in yeah. most data sets. Yeah, in pre pretty much everything, they are the ones that are weird and ruining it for everyone else. So um, I think BMI in general is... I mean, it was initially made to help governments decide where to put money in certain aspects because then they could use information of their entire population and see what to do with it. So funnily enough, quite often for the individual, it's not great. However, there's also a ton of data about how essentially for most people, a high BMI is linked with a bunch of core morbidities which is essentially a bunch of things that kill you yeah i mean it was also like so it was developed by a, a belgian guy called adolf coincidence um mm. in like 1830 something like that yeah like it was it was it is obviously ye olde timey however <clears throat> could people potentially come up with a new algorithm or like a new formula like yeah probably there are like again you'd mentioned it's just a, a data point that is of like could be of significance but like it's the same as like scale weight like it's just it's just a data point like it's just it's not your abject social value you don't walk around with it like stapled no. to your head um and yeah it's just a, a useful data thinking myself as an example of like my bmi has gone from like 34 down to like 29 odd or something like that um but like my actual health over that change is like changed significantly because I've gone from like powerlifter who did no cardio and only lifted weights with a resting heart rate probably in the 70s somewhere, maybe more. I didn't even track it. Whereas now it's like recreational weights, cycling a lot, and my resting heart rate is like 60. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of other metrics. So yeah, okay, my I'm still technically overweight based on BMI, but as an individual, there's loads of other stuff there that kind of indicates that I'm doing reasonably well. But yeah, uns uns unsurprisingly, something developed in the eighteen, like the mid, the mid to late eighteen hundreds, didn't really factor in people who recreationally lift weights. Yeah, that activity so think, that almost didn't exist. Yeah, and I think that would definitely be where like that's the one niche where. Most commonly, you'll hear people being like, oh, it just doesn't work. And it's like, we are a very small percentage of the population. Yeah. Um, there was like a stat that came out 
over like the pandemic that was something like only 15% of the UK population has a gym membership and half of them don't use it so if you think about the amount of people that actually lift weights reg like regularly it's probably 5% of the UK population I think was pretty wild yeah I think they've actually I just chucked a quick google on it um yeah, currently, as of 2022, based on um, the UK Fitness Report, which I believe is like a reasonably cited source yeah. of stuff, it's uh, still at 14%. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, that's actually down from pre-pandemic, which is kind of strange, because I thought it would be... I genuinely was betting on it being up after the pandemic. Yeah. but I, I wonder if the pandemic, because obviously the fitness industry got pretty hammered because you couldn't go for two years. That's like true. A lot of people have found other ways of yeah, very true exercise. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. as I said, a lot of people, even with gym memberships, a didn't use it, or b <clears throat> just use the running machines as an example. Mm -hmm. So if you mm -hmm. then went out and actually was like, oh, running's a bit nicer when I'm outside. Yeah, yeah, in the scenes, yeah, the grass. Yeah, <laughs> nice um, views. Yeah, or you're like, I didn't use it anyway, so cancel it. Yeah, the um. I think it is, again, just a data point. I would not be... Like, realistically, if you're... Your BMI might point to something that you probably already know anyway. Like, yeah. if your BMI is, like... If you're, again, fit into one of these people, because you're listening to this podcast, so you're probably, like, interested at least partially in fitness and health. If you're like, oh, my BMI says I'm overweight, but you quite clearly look like you lift in clothes and really don't have a whole bunch of excess fat, you might even know what your body fat percentage is, depending on how seriously you take stuff and if you have access to the equipment to measure it. If you know that, like, you exercise regularly enough to have, like, a decent resting heart rate, a decently controlled blood pressure without medication, you lift weights and have a decent amount of muscle mass like you have muscle mass versus the normie population mm -hmm. and your bmi is slightly into the overweight or pre-obese class as per your just height and weight you could probably be like that's probably fine <laughs> like i'm okay yeah really probably nothing bad's gonna happen on top of the fact if you don't smoke and don't excessively drink you're pretty much squeaky clean yeah if you're like oh damn i haven't lifted weights since I tried to start in January uh, for the first time in like five years and have already kind of bailed because it was too difficult. And my BMI says I'm like 35 or 37 it, like on my BMI score. It says I'm like obese class two or whatever. If you don't do any exercise at all, don't eat the greatest if you're really honest with yourself like how many times in a week do you order takeout if it's more than it's probably more than zero to one a week then you know you're in this group and if you're like either drink mm, at least a drink most days maybe maybe on the weekends pretty heavily depending on who's you know whose birthday it is or what social event it is or anything like that and your bmi is also 37 you could probably take that as a you know you should probably take that as the early warning it kind of is to be like, you should probably get some of your shit together. Yeah. Like, exercise. <laughs> Do some exercise. Get eating some vegetables. <laughs> Stop drinking and eating takeout so frequently. 
Not a, don't stop full like whole ham. Don't like wholesale like shut everything down. Just less, man. Just less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I think it's like as I say, just one data point. It is heavily linked to a lot of negative health things, but there's also other data points for those as well. But yeah, having the um. If everything else is good, then you probably don't need to worry about your BMI. But if everything yeah. else is also not great. Yeah, it's you should you should probably take it along with everything else and be like, Ugh. Yeah. I also I wouldn't coast on it. Like if you if you smoke ten a day, drink heavy on the weekends, and don't exercise, and your BMI's your BMI's twenty six, I'd be like, mm, still probably get that get something done. <laughs> like yes, BMI is low, but you still yeah, have a bunch it, of other things that are risk it, factors. It works both ways. If you're even if your BMI is like bang in the center, twenty two and a half, like peak apparent like ideal weight mm. but you do literally nothing else it's also not yeah it's not the greatest it could be better are you as at much risk as somebody who's a lot closer to like the like mid to high 30s in bmi yeah probably but depending on what your other risk factors are if you're just someone who's constantly slim doesn't exercise doesn't smoke or drink you're okay but like I would suggest you get into some resistance training and exercise just to uh, yeah. strengthen yourself up a good bit, because there'll be a time when you are not like function or you like you struggle to function or like day to day functioning becomes suddenly extremely difficult, and that is probably too not too late, but you don't want to be trying to catch up from that point. Yeah. One thing that was quite interesting uh, that I hadn't really thought of until I was perusing it for this topic is that BMI is also very handy for measuring, you know, very young people like children and babies, because you only need a height and yes. a weight. Like I can't really imagine trying to do a fourteen-point fucking caliper body fat test oh. on an on an infant. <laughs> and that's the other one from like a doctor's point of view. Even in adults, it's like you have minutes. Let's say, take as a GP as an example, you have ten to fifteen minutes for your appointment. Um, trying to do a full screen of your resting heart rate, your blood pressure, a fat-free mass index, your calorie like it, it's just not happening. Whereas you're like weight plus height squared or weight times height squared, right? Let's go. Yeah, that's literally. Yeah, it's, you can't get much easier. Yeah, and irregardless, even if you're fit and healthy, there is an increased risk by being technically overweight, based on data. It kind of like. So they've got to go off something, and that's a start. Yeah, it's it's better than nothing, because again, they need to have some way of grouping people where they can allocate um, preventative or again potential like monitoring to people who are in certain groups, because they will be at a higher risk of certain things happening to them than people who aren't. I've also just found out that they have, there's a lot of people who view BMI as culturally insensitive, potentially racist, um, quite recently. Um, when did this come out? Nineteen ninety-eight, so quite a while ago. Yeah, I mean, it's potentially true it was made by a Belgian. Oh, sorry. Incorrect. Oh, actually, we've got some stuff in we've got some stuff in the twenty twenties and twenty twenty one and two, where um, people have uh, UK National Institute for uh, Healthcare Excellence has started uh, kind of um, what's it refining the categorizations based on um, 
like historical ethnicity of people like their mm-hmm. backgrounds especially in country well, like the uk especially down south is like very ethnically diverse and so they've got different recommendations different different recommendations for people of different yeah um ethnicities and races and stuff which is quite cool because it kind of again if people are at higher risk at certain points yeah they will get well, well hopefully they will get the help and advice they could get sooner especially if they would otherwise be too late or it might be too late some of the time if they were in just the standard bracketing system that was developed yeah, for I, European I can't people. imagine 1830s Belgium was overly ethnically diverse. <laughs> no, no, it definitely was It also probably hadn't got the, yeah, it definitely hadn't got the, uh, if it wasn't like the reach of data collection that there is now in terms of being exactly. able, yeah, being able to get data on pre, like the BMIs of type 2 diabetic people from afro-caribbean descent or something in this specific country for this specific year yeah it's pretty wild but yeah overall um more useful on again scales that most day-to-day people don't really think in which is probably why it seems so useless yeah don't take it too seriously although it can be helpful as a point in the right direction Seems reasonably fair. Yeah, totally. Cool. And thus ends. So so it be said, let it be said. BMI is, you know, I. Yeah. (laughs) Final verdict. Yeah. Stop the hate. Yeah, stop, stop the hate. All right. Catch you guys later. See you later.